Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host, and today we are diving in to number five in a series I am calling the Mother Runner series, where I share with you my best tips, tricks, and hacks as a seasoned runner to get into running, to get back into running, or just to enjoy running more. So we have talked about everything from tips to start running or start getting back into running. That was part one in the series, my favorite run running gear. That was part two. Part three, we talked about fueling your runs before, during, and after. My favorite fuels, all of that. Fueling on race day. And in the last episode, we talked about how to make running more fun. Today, I am answering a question that I get asked often, and that is tips on running your first race and or what to expect on race day. So any of these episodes can be listened to in any order. So if you want to listen to the other episodes and come back to this episode, you can. But if you're about to start a race soon or you're training for your first race, stay tuned. This is going to be a good episode for you. So something that I mentioned in episode number three of this series when I was talking about fueling runs is that it's really important before a race that you don't do anything that's super new or different. It's important that when it comes to race day, the most of your preparations are done far ahead of race day, whether you are talking about a 5K or a 5-miler or a 10-miler or a half marathon or a marathon or an ultra marathon, which I can't speak on because I have not done. But it is important that first and foremost, you are preparing for that race ahead of time. So you're taking care of your body ahead of time. You are getting enough rest ahead of time. You're getting enough fuel ahead of time. You're refueling after your runs. You're hydrating before your runs. You're hydrating after your runs. And number one, that you go easy before your run. You're not pushing yourself too far. Race day is is fun and exciting, and whether you are doing this for fun or for competition, it's still going to be a 
once-in-a-lifetime experience. You're never going to do this exact race again. So take care of your body ahead of time and go easy before. If we are talking about a marathon, your coach or whatever plan you're following will likely have a taper in the last couple of weeks that reduces the amount that you run so that your body is well-rested and you're focusing on fueling before whatever race you might be doing. If you're running a shorter race, just resting or just doing light movement the day before should be enough to make sure that your body is well-energized for race day. Don't feel like you need to go on a long run. I definitely don't go on a long run the day before race day. Don't feel like you need to be running up until the minute you are about to race to be more prepared. Your body needs rest, so give your body that time to rest so that it is excited and raring to go on race day. Tip number two, also related to not doing anything new, fuel well the night before and don't go for anything new. You don't need to carb load if you're doing less than, say, 10 miles or a half marathon. Just making sure that you're eating carbohydrates consistently a few days before, maybe a few extra the night before. If you want to do pasta night that night or pizza, that's my favorite, then that's awesome. It's, but it is better to top off your carb stores over a few days for longer races rather than just trying to carb load the night before. It will probably impact your digestion. Your digestion. It might make you feel a little bit sluggish or slow. Um, and just focus on nothing new. So you're going to want to, if your race isn't tomorrow, you're going to want to experiment with what you eat, not just the morning before a run, but the night before a long run for several weeks, for several runs before you go ahead and do your race. Again, whether this is a 5K or a marathon, experiment before. Number three, expect a lot of people, okay? A lot of people. Whatever race you're doing, there's going to be a lot of people around. And if you're someone who gets stressed out by there being a lot of people around, bring headphones, bring something or map out where the race is going to be and find a quiet space to center yourself before the race. The more stressed out you are, the more of that adrenaline that's going to be pumping when you start that race. And oftentimes we'll start out too fast. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then we burn out really quickly. And that doesn't feel good for anyone. So if people stress you out, bring headphones, find a place where you can maybe go for a quick walk and just kind of relax before the race. Prepare based on what feels good for you. If you like a lot of people, if you like a lot of energy, if you like maybe you're you're racing with several other people, then that's awesome. But expect that it's going to be a little bit crazy on race day. Number four, because it is typically pretty crazy on race day, pick up your bib early if you can. A lot of places will do this, whether, again, it's a 5K or a marathon. A lot of places will give you a day or several days to be able to pick up your bib early if you can. Avoiding any of that extra race day stress is going to be really helpful. So pick up your bib early. Sometimes they'll also give you a baggie with swag or a t-shirt, and you might not want to carry that with you on the run or have to walk it back to your car, especially if there are shuttles. That's complicated. It's a lot. So there are oftentimes places where you can store your things too. Sometimes there's lockers, but oftentimes you have to pay for those. So if you don't want to do that, then pick up your big bib early so you can have just that with you, your bib and your pins, and you can just keep everything else where it feels good to you ahead of time. Wear the shirt if you want to. Don't wear the shirt if you don't want to, but pick it up early if you can. Number five, 
bring as little as possible or plan on checking your gear. Like I mentioned, plan on checking your gear, uh, plan on paying for it if there's like a mobile locker system or something like that, but just bring what you need. Bring your hydration, bring your fuel. If it's a short run, you're likely okay. They will have hydration on the way. They will have fuel on the way. So you might not need any if you want to bring a snack with you ahead of time or water to have ahead of time. A couple of the things that I bring with me for longer runs, if it is in the morning and you plan on it being cooler, I bring a throwaway sweatshirt. So I will get like a $12 sweatshirt from Walmart. I don't care about throwing away. I will wear it right up until just to keep myself warm. Keeping your muscles warm is helpful. Sometimes people do this with sweatpants too. And I will toss it. I've seen a lot of places and oh my gosh, I hope more places, more runs do this, have a bag to actually throw them into so that you can just donate it other than just throwing it in the trash. I don't like throwing things in the trash if I can donate it. But more often than not, you know, it's just tossing it before I go. It's one of those self-care type things that just, you know, keep yourself warm. I will also bring some sort of a snack before and a disposable water bottle. Again, I don't usually use disposable water bottles, but in this case, it works out because I can toss it in the recycling before I go on my run, but I'm making sure I'm hydrating and I'm fueling before. Number six, map out the stops or bring what you want with you. So don't expect the people at the race to have what you need. A lot of races will tell you this stop will have bananas and goos or whatever it is. This spot will have water and Gatorade. Map out the stops and remember, especially if it's a longer run, or even if it's a shorter run, you're the one who's been training, you're the one who's been experimenting with what feels good. If you're planning on fueling during your run, you don't have to expect that they will have fuel when you need it. So carrying something with you, again, I just mentioned what I carry with me before, but I do also carry fuel with me for my race because I want to have the fuels that feel good in my body and I want to have them when I want them. I want the water when I want it. I want my liquid IV when I want it. I want my honey stingers or my energy blocks with me when I want them. Don't be afraid to bring things with you to take care of yourself. So map out where they have stops. If it seems to align where you have stopped or where you have taken fuel or water or whatever it might be on your runs, then you're probably fine. But make sure that you have things with you if not. Number seven. Again, with the don't do anything new. That's your mantra, okay? Don't wear new shoes. Please don't wear new shoes. Oh my gosh, break those shoes in. And also don't wear new clothes. Wear the ones that you like the most that feel the best on you when you are running. And don't forget about the thigh rescue. Okay, just don't forget about it. (laughs) Wear the clothes that are more comfortable, that are most comfortable to you, that have been most comfortable on whatever your longest runs have been. Check the weather. See if you need to bring something like a poncho with you if it's going to be raining, if you want to, or you're just going to be comfortable running in the rain. Make sure that you're checking the weather if it's unseasonably cold or warm. I like to experiment with different types of outfits, like I mentioned when I mentioned my running gear, so that I ha- I'm kind of prepared for whatever the weather might be on race day. I've tried out several different outfits, and I can choose my favorite from those different categories based on what the weather might be. Number eight, get everything ready the night before. So the night before, I like to bring a little, I I like to bring some sort of little bag with me where I have my water, I have my snack, I have any of my fuel with me, I have that sweatshirt I mentioned, just my bib, my pins, I have all those things with me, and I get all that ready before 
I get my hydration that I'm going to have before. I get my breakfast I'm going to have before, usually oatmeal. I get that all ready to go and I put it all near the door. So I'm ready to go. So I can wake up in the morning. I can have whatever drink I'm going to have. I can drink my water. I can have my food and then I can get on the road because this is important. First of all, it's going to reduce stress and avoid you scrambling in the morning as least stressed as we can be on race day, the better. But it's also going to help you with number nine, and that is to get there early, earlier than you think. You know when they're like, the race starts at seven, but you're going to want to get there at five, get there at 445, (laughs) get there early. There's going to be a lot of people there guaranteed, even if it's a small run, it's going to feel like a lot, especially if you have to pick up your bib, if you have to store your belongings, whatever it might be. The earlier you're there, the more prepared you'll you'll feel, I promise. And I am not someone who gets everywhere early. <laughs> like My friends know that I'm pretty notorious for being five minutes late everywhere. And it's something I'm working on. It's not my best character trait. However, It is important to be there early, and this is one time that I will definitely be there early because you can just chill out. Sometimes I'll bring a magazine with me that I will pass on to somebody else. I don't typically read magazines, but it's fun to bring a magazine with me. I will have a playlist that's specifically for pumping me up before the race, and uh, that's something that, well, we'll talk about that in a minute, I guess. And uh, that is, those are the type of things that I'll bring with me to kind of occupy myself if I'm not running with someone else, which I do like 50% of the time. But if I'm there by myself, I'll bring things to occupy myself. But being there early will reduce that stress of actually making it to the race. Number 10 is to warm up. You probably knew this, right? But warm up lightly. You don't need to do intense calisthenics or, you know, run an entire five miles before you run your marathon. I mean, you do you. If you're a professional runner, I'm not here to tell you what to do. But I like to walk. I like to do some very light stretching after I walk, okay? Warming up your muscles a little bit before. You're not going to waste all your energy unless you are planning on doing sprints or something like that before. So doing a little bit of, of, of movement to warm up your body will help you when you start off the race. Just do it lightly. Um, don't do anything where you might pull a muscle or burn yourself out too fast. Number 11, get pumped up, create an awesome playlist or choose a mantra when things get tough. You guys probably know mine if you follow me over on Instagram. It's one mile at a time, one mile at a time. When the miles are tough and I am doing a 15 mile run and mile 11 is hard and I know I still have four more to go, one mile at a time. And I just envision myself one mile at a time. Oh, I'm just going to do one more mile. I've just got to do one more mile. I've just got to do one more mile. And eventually I've done them and the race or the run is over, right? So whatever mantra feels good for you when something gets tough on the run, again, this this applies if you're running 3.1 miles or 26.2. So find a mantra, create an awesome playlist. I'm, I linked my playlist in the last episode. I love a good playlist. My playlists are very eclectic and very fun. Um, so definitely definitely get pumped up. Do whatever feels good to get pumped up. Do some dancing as your warm-up. That is one of my favorite ways to warm up. And yeah, I will do it in public because I'm weird like that. And you know what? If that's not you, that's okay. But it is fun. (laughs) Number 12, don't forget to fuel before. Okay, I mentioned before to fuel well the the night before and don't do anything new. Same thing before a race. 
Don't forget to fuel before, but don't fuel too soon before. Um, and it, especially if you're nervous, you don't want to mess with your digestion. So have something small before you leave. Have a breakfast a few hours before you leave and then something small just before. You can do it as soon as 15 minutes before, but typically like 30 minutes before have a little bit of something. Um, you can even try to kind of split your breakfast in half if it feels too much to have, but definitely eat something for breakfast before and then have a little bit of something, something carbohydrate-based, whether it's a banana or a half of a bar or a gel or some energy blocks or something like that, whatever feels good for you before. Again, experiment with that. See what feels good. You don't want to try anything new on race day. Number 13. This is the piece of advice that everyone gives before a race, but it's essential. And please listen to this. If people have told you this before and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been in the situation where I have done this. This is a big mistake that I have made in many half marathons and my last marathon too. And that is don't start off too fast. I know there's a lot of adrenaline. Of adrenaline. I know it's exciting. I know the gun's gone off and you're like, woohoo, and you start running. And if you notice yourself running a little bit fast, pull back, okay? I know it can be intimidating if there's a big crowd and there's a lot of people going around you, but remember that pace is more important than speed when it comes to endurance, okay? Speed will come over time, but making sure that you are stayed paced. A paced runner is the runner that gets to the finish line. So you might start off your run a little bit faster, but don't go, don't be too gung ho. <laughs> Once you notice you're a little bit faster, pull back to a pace that feels good for you. Okay, whether that is just, okay, I can actually have a conversation. Maybe, you know, it's a, a little breathy, but I can still have a conversation. Or maybe it's looking at your running watch and go, holy cannoli, I was running a minute faster than I know feels good for me and I need to go for five miles or whatever it might be. Try to not start off too fast. If you do, pull back. There's no shame in that. You don't have to try and maintain that pace at the very beginning. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of adrenaline right at the beginning. It's normal to start off a little fast, but pull back and try your best to not start off too fast. Number 14, sip water throughout. Sip, sip. Don't guzzle. Just take my word for it. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> Sloshing in your stomach, digestive issues, just sip water throughout. Make sure you're hydrating, but sip it uh, little by little is going to help to keep you hydrated. If you're doing something longer, especially if it's hot, it can be helpful to keep kind of a general tally of how much you've drank just to make sure you're drinking enough. I gave recommendations on that in part three of this series when I talked about fueling, but definitely make sure you're sipping water throughout. Do not skip this and definitely add electrolytes as well, especially if you're doing anything longer than like an hour or it's hot. Number 15, don't stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't not stop during, wait, that didn't make any sense. Don't not stop during the race. If you need to stop and walk, that's okay. You're still racing. You're still a part of it. If you need to walk to keep on going, that's okay. What I'm talking about is at the end, okay? Whether you've done your first three miles or your first 26 miles, keep walking. Just promise Promise me you'll keep walking <laughs> just for a little while. I know you want to just stop abruptly, but your legs might give out. It will not feel good. So just keep walking a little bit after. Don't stop immediately after. I promise it will feel better if you keep walking for a little bit 
after. Eventually, you'll be able to slow down, I promise. But keep walking for a little bit after. Just slow down, shake your legs out, sip your water, get your metal. And last but not least, tip number 16. Celebrate. Celebrate what you just accomplished. If it's your first 5K, your first 10 miler, your first marathon or ultra marathon, more power to you. Whatever it is, celebrate in whatever way feels good for you. Of course, I like to celebrate with food and then a good rest after. And a couple days after, a massage. (laughs) But I like to celebrate, like I mentioned in the fueling episode, with a burger, some fries, and a beer. That's my favorite thing. And then the rest of the afternoon, I just rest. And I'm talking about after, like a 10-mile or a half marathon or a marathon. But if it's your first time doing a 5K, it might feel like I do after I do a marathon. It's a lot. I mean, you have worked hard and you have trained for this. And if you are like exhausted after that's okay and that's normal it takes your body time to recover from any sort of effort including something like a 5k so don't discount resting after uh, and don't forget to celebrate whatever you accomplished hang those medals where you can see them feel proud by your accomplishment i'm looking at my two marathon medals right now they are hanging off of the shelves next to my desk here. I have a bookshelf and my marathon medals are up there. I'm still finding a place to put my other medals. Um, but those sit up there just to remind me that I can do hard things. I've done them before and I'll do them again. And so can you. I hope you loved this series, friends. I hope this was helpful. I know that this is not like an exhaustive series of everything you need to know to run. I'm not an expert, again, on running. I'm just a seasoned runner with some knowledge on exercise and nutrition and all of those things. So I do have a background in this, but I certainly don't consider myself the foremost effort. I'm just a runner who loves to run, and I hope that this series was helpful for you. I would love to hear how it's helped you. I would love to see pictures from your runs and your races. If any of this has helped you, find me over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. If you don't have Instagram, you can reach out to me via email. I am just excited to share all this information with you, and I hope that it inspires you to get out and go for a run, whether it's one or it's training for something. If you're listening to this, you're likely at least thinking about training for something. So I want to wish you well, good luck within your training, and reach out. If you have any questions, I'm happy to share with you my experience is my advice. I'll always tell you if I don't know the answer to something. Again, I don't claim to be an expert, but I am a seasoned runner and I love it and I hope to inspire a love of running in others as well. So again, I hope you love this series. Happy running. I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.